Welcome into Searching for San Antonio, part of the San Antonio Podcast Network. This series explores the Alamo City by showcasing small businesses, nonprofit organizations, and some of the wonderful people that make San Antonio what it is. Join in as we search for the true meaning of being a San Antonian. Before we get started on another great episode of the podcast, I want to remind listeners to subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Additionally, be sure to follow and like the podcast on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and of course, Twitter at SAPod Network. This week on Searching for San Antonio, I have a great dual interview for you all. Another couple interview, and it's been a while since I've done one of those. This week, I'll be featuring Feliz Modern and Rancho Diaz. Both popular San Antonio businesses are owned by Ginger and Mario Diaz. Feliz Modern is a retail store and is centered around the most important thing in life, connection. Connection with friends, family, and community. This is done through art, humor, celebrating milestones with gifts and parties, and simply spending time together, according to Ginger and Mario. Both come from art and design backgrounds and wanted to create a space for colorful, local and global arts, gifts, and home decor with San Antonio flavor. The original shop at 110 West Almost Drive opened in 2017 and has since expanded to a second location, also known as Felice Modern Pop, at the historic Pearl Brewery. You can shop their online store at FeliceModern.com. Now, speaking of the Pearl, right next to their Feliz Modern Pop location is their newest venture, Rancho Diaz. They opened Rancho Diaz to serve as a desert modern-inspired home decor store that brings together their favorite items from Texas, Mexico, and other places around the world. When you walk in, you can expect a shop that feels like home featuring warm woods and guest pop-ups that will rotate to highlight the different makers. They'll have an impressive collection of one-of-a-kind pieces from artisans. Rancho Diaz is considered an eclectic home goods store with pieces that all tell a story. I'm really excited to get to my interview with both Ginger and Mario Diaz, but before I do, I want to remind the listeners that this episode is brought to you by Live from the Southside. Live from the Southside is a Latina-owned online and print publication that helps residents and visitors here find things to do on the south side of San Antonio and throughout Texas. Their goal is to improve and expand community relationships through promoting positive stories, interesting people, and businesses in the community. You can visit their website at southsidesanantonio.com, which is also where you can order the Live from the Southside magazine. You can also order your copy of the magazine on Amazon or simply subscribe to their newsletter to receive your online edition. Lastly, you can follow them at SouthsideSATX on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Huge thank you to April Monterosa and Live from the Southside for supporting this podcast. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back with my interview with Ginger and Mario from Felice Modern. This is what we're made of. The businesses that line our streets and the customers that make them flourish. As a business owner, this is your community, your members, your regulars, your neighbors. Your business is unique. So are your customers. No matter who you need to reach, Spectrum Reach is here to help you connect with the right message on every screen. Visit SpectrumReach.com to connect with a local advertising expert. That's SpectrumReach.com. Welcome back into Searching for San Antonio. Like I mentioned earlier, I have Ginger and Mario Diaz joining me on the podcast for this episode. Both are San Antonio natives and co-owners of Felice Modern. They came to retail from an arts background and wanted to bring artists and makers' works to a wider audience here in San Antonio and throughout Texas. What started as one brick-and-mortar shop in Almost Park has expanded to an online store, as well as a second physical location at The Pearl. 
this year, the duo added their other retail shop at the Pearl called Rancho Diaz, which, like I mentioned earlier, has a desert modern vibe for kitchen and home goods from around the world. We're just about to get to the interview, but I wanted to mention one last thing. We did have some technical or audio difficulties for the first four to five minutes or so. Eventually, we got back on track and the rest of the audio was just fine. So bear with me on the first few minutes of my discussion with Ginger and Mario. But without further ado, here is my interview with the duo Mario and Ginger Diaz. All right, guys. So welcome into Searching for San Antonio. I'm so happy to have y'all here. I'm so happy to do this in person. It's always a lot more fun when I do the interview in person. I'm so used to doing everything via Zoom, but I'm glad to be here at Feliz Modern. So guys, Ginger, Mario, I have you both here. Kind of give the listeners a backstory and how you got started in this business. Well, we wanted to bring the local artists that we liked in our own home to San Antonio. And I know it was hard sometimes to find local art because you'd have to wait for a fair or go directly to the artist's studio. So that was the original concept that we, you know, my husband, Mario is a artist and I come from a photography background. And so we just wanted to bring more of that to the city. And then we started adding in the other categories to fill out the shop yeah. yeah and kind of one of the what one of the main ideas was in the beginning was to be kind of a gateway to art collection we wanted to work with local artists and you know sell some of their bigger pieces but also kind of make get them to make pieces that we can sell for uh, you know smaller price smaller pieces mm-hmm. so that you know people with smaller budgets can actually own a piece of art from a, a local artist we joked that we were the gateway drug to art collection. Yeah. You might come in for a greeting card and then get introduced to a new artist. And then maybe you, you buy their, their reproduction to begin with, but maybe in the future you're able to invest in a larger original piece. Were you all from San Antonio originally? Yes. Yes. So you started Felice Modern first, but now, so right now, a lot of listeners, I would think, at least myself, speaking personally, I know of the Pearl location, but this wasn't the original location, right? Right. Our original location is um, just outside of Olmos Park on Olmos Drive. We're actually yeah. in San Antonio proper. Yeah. And we were there for two years before Pearl approached us about coming here and doing a little spinoff shop. It's like more of a pop-up shop. Well, kind it's of. A, it's <laughs> but it's actually here. <laughs> yeah, it's a lease. Yeah. <laughs> So talk a little bit more about like the different products that you sell. I mean, just walking through here, I mean, of course, you see shirts, you see artwork, you see things for like home furnishings, right? There's so many different items that you can purchase here. Talk a little bit about that and, and how it's different from Rancho Diaz, which we're going to get into a little later on. Well, Feliz Modern is more colorful, trendy, pop colors, all the colors of the rainbow, um, it's like my inner eight-year-old and Mario's <laughs> like, child, um, too, like just going crazy with color and fun. And we, when we first were building out the original Police Modern, we stood in the space when it was empty and just tried to think of what do we want to feel like when we're here, when we're at work, when we're with people. And that's when we started writing down all the words that we wanted to feel inside the room. And that's how we came up with the name Police Modern. Is there were two of the words on the list. Yeah, yeah. It's like we wanted to be you know, uh, happy. And then we wanted it to be, you know, we wanted to kind of have this modern spin to it, this kind of trendy, good design, uh, you know, and so those were the two that really kind of fit together and struck struck us for the name Philly's Modern. 
and it's also a good blending of you know cult like a blending of cultures here in the state in the San Antonio with Mexican culture and the Texas culture and American culture and so usually speaking with small business owners early on in the business it's it's not we don't always see success you know sometimes it's it's hit or miss when we're opening up a, a shop or a restaurant or at least that's what I hear but sometimes there's just something clicks at one moment was there something early on in Felice Modern that just kind of clicked and you just felt like hey this is like actually pretty successful like have you had businesses in the past that maybe it just didn't work out the way you wanted it to and that's what led you to this point yeah we've had several businesses not not retail but uh, i ran my own photography studio for a while and mario joined me in that after a while as well Um, Mario did freelance work. He comes from an ad agency and creative background. Also, we do commercial, we'll take commercial buildings and fix them up to rent them out. And so we, we're, we're always looking for something to dig our teeth yeah. into. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of led us to opening Phillies Modern. We had a building that we were using for the photo studio. And then when we, you know, kind of dropped the photo uh, business, we decided we decided to, uh, we're going to try to lease the building. Well, how long did we have it? Oh, like a year and a half, I think. We, we couldn't trying, lease it. Trying to lease it, and finally, you know, Ginger had always been kicking around this idea of uh, of an art store or a furniture store, or, or and so we just kind of started working with it. We're just going to use the space that we have until we get a tenant. <laughs> yeah, until we get a tenant, and then uh, really, it really just you know, it was a, there was took a off. yeah, it took off, and there was a learning curve we neither of us have retail experience at all other than the cashier in, in high school <laughs> and uh so we we yeah. did our research we figured stuff out you know to this day we're still learning processes to make everything go better but yeah, i think we just hit that idea ginger's uh eye for uh products and her eye for design and brought something unique and uh new to san antonio that we got really good response from. I think it shows that when you are missing something, probably a lot of other people are missing it too in your market. You know, so if it's someone has an idea that they look like, I wish someone would do this, mm-hmm. you know, to, to test it out and see. Because if you're missing it, it's probably missing to a lot of people. Yeah. What kind of pivots have you encountered along the way? Uh, you know, in this business alone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, as our longtime employees will attest to, like if you don't like change or constantly trying to figure out what works and trying new things, you probably wouldn't like to work here. Because <laughs> we're constantly playing with different concepts and ideas and ways to do things. And um, if you're like me and you like change and you like, and Mario, to just try new things, like let's just jump in and try it, then you're, it's a great, retail's a great playground for that. Um, if you like a Everything to be the same every week is going to be really challenging. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely the biggest pivot has been, of course, during COVID when we had to shut down in March of 2020. And um, we were we had to be closed, closed, like not even employees were allowed to be in one room together, you know, at one point. And then slowly we were able to bring everybody back. And we are really proud that we were able to bring back all of our full-timers um, after COVID. And mm-hmm. um, That's good. Yeah. And that we have been able to consistently keep giving raises during this time when, you know, it's such a challenging retail environment. I think, you know, valuing retail as a career is super important in um, paying people as a career. And we also were able to add in health insurance a couple of years ago, which helps us really keep great talent. 
And those are some things that the common person just kind of doesn't think about. (laughs) And and when you're running a small business, being able to offer those kind of benefits, I mean, you know, it, it... yeah. It was a dream. It takes like a while. When, we, when we first started out and said, like, well, someday, maybe if we make it, we'll be able to have health insurance. Yeah, yeah. And we just thought it was so far-fetched that we would ever get there. And I think we got it in our second year of being open. We yeah. found the right insurance broker to help us figure it out because we had no clue how to do all of that. So talk a little bit more about some of the, the pieces you have here. I know we kind of touched on the products, but, like, what are your, some of your favorites? Or whether your favorites in the past or just your favorites now? Like, customer favorite in the last year has definitely been the Pandemic Lottery. The pen, yeah, and it, by yeah. Orders, yeah, that's been good. Uh, our dog poncho does really well. Yeah. You know, I also have my own products in the store. I have a few stickers and t-shirts that I put together. The screen-printed Guayavera t-shirt, that's mm-hmm. Mario's that's, design. Oh, okay. My design. And there's a couple others. I did the flower, like, kind of like the Mexican flower dress. I did a, you know. As a screen print. Girl, uh, ladies version and go with the boys version. Uh, you know, stickers and mugs. And those are items that we also sell wholesale to other shops around the country because they've been such a great seller. Right. Talk a little bit more about the essay is a more. I know we're looking at it here yes. in the office, and of course, if you've been downtown, you see the big mural there. Right. Yeah. So is that because that's part of like some community work, right? Right. That's by local artist Martha Martinez Flores, and she during pandemic a lot of her um, freelance creative work you know stopped, and she was at home thinking about how can she get back to her community in this time that was just so creatively frustrating for her, and so she created the poster. This pink one that you see here is the first one she did and when she sent it to me and said do you think we could sell these at Feliz and give the profits both sides like our profits and her profits to local arts organizations or the time it was food banks and I think now it's student art organizations Um, so we jumped in because it's just such a cool design and a great concept for giving back and then it just took off on a life on its own and she got asked by I think it was Centro San Antonio or um, whoever did the mural downtown and and then she also started doing work with the Spurs and did Spurs are more. Okay. And, and so every two weeks when we run payroll, Mario also cuts checks to Martha's for the community donations from mm-hmm. me. So they're still giving back a year later. How do you feel like the art community has, has grown here in San Antonio? Or do you feel like it's grown here in San Antonio oh. or people's appreciation of it at least? <laughs> San Antonio is so rich in the visual arts. Yeah, there, there's a lot There's a lot here. And, you know, we've had artists in here and I think we've really just barely scratched the surface. Yeah. There's, there's so much going on. There's so many studios and so many galleries. And it, it kind of does fly under the radar. Right. But, uh, it's, it's a very, you know, just like our music scene, it's very rich. The news the focuses the on the, growing the tech scene and growing the business right, sector, right? right. But, but like you said, the music scene and the art scene kind of gets under underappreciated. Right. right? Mm-hmm. It's obviously there and, it, and, and it's growing, yes. at least yeah. I think. And I, I feel, and I'm sure you, you guys feel the same way, yeah. you know, having a shop like this just kind of, it lets the, the average person kind of appreciate it more, at least I think so. Yeah. Just because they see all the artwork in the different pieces and the products that they're purchasing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the challenges for artists, I know Mario can attest to this when he creates work before we had Fleas Modern, is how do you get your work to eye, eyeballs? You know, how do you get your right. work out there? Yes, there's social media, but you know, making art and making your living off art are two different things. And having an outlet where you can have repeatable sales and bring your art to a larger audience where you're not just having to pop up every weekend is the thing that I think has helped our artists that we carry here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not for everybody. It's hard to keep up. For some artists, it's hard to keep up with the volume that they would need to create. 
to sell in a retail environment. And we, we like that we spend a lot of time with our artists trying to figure out how to make the business side of it work for them. You know, so mm-hmm. they can be full paid artists, you know, not just right. something that they're doing as a side thing. About how many artists do you kind of work with on average? Wow. I mean, a lot of the products, even the non-visual arts, like not the fine arts, are still mm-hmm. made by local makers or makers around that's the country. Jewelry and some other uh, I would have accessories. No idea. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a bit. We probably have 2,000 total products, different types of products at any given time, and I would say um, at least a third of those are from makers and artists. Mm-hmm. And then, but um, that that can range all over the place because when we go to Mexico and bring products back, those are from local weavers down there and we bring those are artists too. Mm -hmm. So really more than a third. Now, are you actively searching for them or they kind of come to you or mix of both? Both. Both, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of applications through our website, um, through uh, people just reaching out in store or emailing us their work. And the finding stuff is, one of the most fun parts of our job right? <laughs> yeah. and getting to bring that to like something that you're geeking out about that you just want mm-hmm. other people to see it's it's so fun to bring that to a wider audience yeah it's it's both yeah <laughs> now and i would also say for everyone who applies that we can't take it's not about whether we like or dislike their art and that's something that people sometimes um i think might take it that if we don't select them, it's because we didn't like it. A lot of times it's based on what's the current mix in store. What are people looking for customer wise? What is something that we think is the right price point and has the right volume that we can keep providing to our customers. So there's so many different reasons why we pick different artists at different times. And I would just say, keep sending new work and, and then sometime it'll fit. You know, when we look around at the, at the different products, especially here at Felice Modern, we see obviously the, the Latin culture intertwined, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much every product here. Right. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes out in the public, you know, people think, oh, well, it's cultural appropriation if someone's you know, putting that on or something like that. But, you know, the way I see it is it's making everyone appreciate the culture, right? Yeah, yeah. When they throw on a shirt or they have, they, they add some pillows that right. you have, right, right. To, to their furnishings at home. I mean, would you agree that it's kind of getting people to just appreciate the culture? more so now than they have before definitely definitely i think i think a lot of times appreciation and appropriation get mixed up Mm -hmm. i think that if you're you know using somebody else's culture's artwork appreciating it and bring make you know making your own spin you're not appropriating it because you're giving you got to give credence you got to say this is from this even like to and this is my idea and i like it you know that's not appropriation that's what artists have been doing for centuries you know taking something and then making it their own but also, you know, given that, given back to where it came from, like, you know, this is an Atomi thing. This is a Latria thing. You don't have to be Mexican to appreciate it. You can be anyone. And one of the things that, uh, with this is, is we have the Mexican culture because that's the culture I grew up in, culture that a lot of, a lot of San Antonians grew up in. What we're trying to do is just take the parts that we like about it, the fun parts, the you know, tongue-in-cheek jokes and everything, and just bring it forward for everybody. And that's what uh, that's what it's for. It's not you know you can't just take your culture and keep it to yourself. You got to share it. That's what makes America great is all the blending and all the different cultures coming together. And I and I love it. I think I think everyone, 
like you said, in, in the Hispanic culture, you kind of know the Loteria, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then when other people come across it and they learn about it and they, they fall in love with it. Right. And that's why it's probably pretty popular here. Yeah. I think that's what makes San Antonio so rich is mm-hmm. how diverse our city is, especially in Texas, to have right. such a diverse city. And we're, we take it for granted sometimes that we're just so used to having so much culture in, in our little big town. Yeah. Now, Rancho Diaz is a little different. Than Philly's yeah. modern, right? Um, and, and what <clears throat> customers can expect when they walk in those doors. So, talk a little bit about what led to Rancho Diaz and what led up to the opening. Sure. When we first opened Felice Modern, people who were there the first six months or so probably remember that we still had furniture and rugs, and some of the things that you see now in Rancho Diaz were in the first um, six months at Felice Modern, and then we decided to keep Felice's edit a lot tighter around the colorful, happy vibe, and then these more desert, modern, earthy tones that I are also in our home, we decided to save that for this other concept that we would open later. And so it's been kind of in our back pocket, you know, still thinking about it, been saving items that I wanted to sell there for years, and um, just thought, well, we're not close because we can't handle having a third location to go manage (laughs) and we'll just wait until we we have more time on our hands to open another store. And then during spring break of this year, when we were driving through West Texas, I realized there was this spot that had just opened up at Pearl, just two doors down from our other store. And it wouldn't be like having a third location to go manage because I could just go back and forth pretty easily. And, Mm -hmm. and that I felt like this was the right location for this concept. And so Mario and I started putting together what would we want this to be. You know, Pearl yeah. is a foodie haven. Mm-hmm. Mario is a big foodie and home chef. And so he helped pick out all of the culinary aspects of it. Do you remember Melissa Guerra, the store that used to be here? Actually, in this store where I am now, it was a, it was a high-end kitchen and home decor. A little bit of home oh, decor. That was one of the first shops here at Pearl. Mm-hmm. And she's since closed and as she's doing um her own thing online it's called the kitchen wrangler on instagram if you don't follow her she's great recipes there but i really mario and i miss going and shopping at melissa guerra mm-hmm. and so we decided to bring back the parts of melissa guerra that we like to rancho mm. as well which is all of the high-end kitchen or not always high-end but just the things like you can't nice, find good. yeah at a regular kitchen store and then mixing in with my love of home decor mm-hmm. and um a lot of handmade items yeah Speaking of, you know, making that shift over to, not, not so much the shift over to Rancho Diaz, but kind of adding that, yeah. <laughs> what other plans for the future do you have? Uh, even if they're just maybe in the idea <laughs> stage right now, oh my gosh. you know, what, what are some, I guess, goals for, for both businesses yeah. at this point? My first goal is getting back to having um, two days off a week, <laughs> which is not happening right now. Yeah, yeah. I think just kind of growing what we got and just maintaining that edge. Mm-hmm. You know, being in the forefront and making the connections with uh, Rancho Diaz. It's been a good opportunity to meet makers and producers in Mexico. And just been amazing to see these these people in their communities, where whole communities, every this whole like whole towns make one certain item. This is their style. This is their what they specialty. make. They've been making it for hundreds of years, and they're good at it. And you just, it's just amazing, the, the artist's communities in, in, in Mexico there's, there's just so much you can find going around and um, it's been we've been we've been you know lucky enough to be able to go and tour and then look at, at places and uh, just seeing this and then you know being able to bring that here and being able to help that those families and those communities 
I think that's the part that gets missed a lot when you talk about retail and it seems mm -hmm. very commercial or um, product focused. But really, when you place these orders with these artisans, they'll tell you this is what's keeping our family afloat through pandemic. This is what mm -hmm. is helping our community stay afloat and not just in Mexico, but here yeah, everywhere, and be yeah. able to still sell our artist work during that time and have people actually keep their jobs and grow their jobs. So right. we've now, when we started out, we, we were so scared of the employee side of it. Like, how do we manage that? How do we do payroll? How do we be responsible for other people's livelihood? And what we found that is that our team, not just our employee team, but our product makers team has been the richest part of our experience by far. Um, what we get from working with them, our employees and our makers, is, is far outweighs all of the stress of figuring out how to keep things afloat and it, mm -hmm. it gives purpose to what we do. We started with two employees and we're now, between the two companies, we have over 30 employees now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that means a lot to me after making it through pandemic that we're able to keep that going. Yeah. What are some of your favorite pieces there at Rancho Diaz? Oh, gosh. <laughs> the, the trees of life that we import from San Miguel area in uh, Mexico are just gorgeous. They're huge white sculptures. Mm -hmm. The normal trees of life have lots of color going on, but we like these in the all white because it just takes a little modern spin on a very timeless tradition. Mm -hmm. What would be yours? Oh, there's 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 so many. <laughs> well, we got uh, the pour over coffee thing. Going yeah, the, yeah, we have that. That's a nice little amber glass carafe yeah. uh, with the pour over. It's I like that. How do you think, you know, a business like this would have fared anywhere else but, but in San Antonio? Do you feel like the fact that it opened and started here in San Antonio helped? Do you feel like the culture here in San Antonio kind of added for to the sure. success? Yeah, for sure. But I think it could, it could work in other cities if you're dialed into your city and what makes your city special. Mm -hmm. we've, we've been getting requests for us to open in Austin or Dallas or Houston. Okay. And that's not really something that we, we don't want to live on I-10 or I-35. Yeah. <laughs> and we feel like we would have to be there a lot to make it work. But I think San Antonio has given back so much to us. And we just, this was a way for like a little love letter yeah. of um, what we like about it. And then also bringing in non-local things too from around the world that we think people in San Antonio should be exposed to. Yeah. Now, I have two of you here, so I'm going to ask both of you. <laughs> what do you think it means to be a true San Antonian? I mean, for me, definitely, it's very family and culture and community-focused. And your family is not just your biological family, but whoever you you do your life with, you know, all your friends and your, your coworkers. And I think San Antonio doesn't take itself too seriously and really focuses on quality time with each other more. And we're not a... Um, fast-paced city in, in a lot of ways, which is what I like. Mm -hmm. That's that's definitely kind of hits the nail on the head. It's really kind of a laid-back style, but like a truly laid-back style where, you know, you're not, you don't care, you're not trying to look laid-back. You, know, you, just, you just are. It's just, you know, the I think, well, you know, San Antonio is one of the oldest cities in Texas, and I think we've, you know, through those years, the people that have lived here have kind of figured things out. And, you know, you don't need the, the hustle and bustle too much. You, you know, everyone's got their casual day, you know, fiesta. Everybody, you know, takes a week off to party. 
you know, or, you know, the work kind of stops then. That's <laughs> true. Ways, you know, what other city kind of, you know, does that? Maybe New Orleans yeah. during Mardi Gras weekend, but, you know, it's not a week long like here. That's the part. So just don't take yourself seriously. You know, be true to your family and friends and, and your group and your community. And that's really what San Antonio is about. Now, you can take this from an indi- individual perspective or individual standpoint or just in terms of, of your businesses. But how do you want to be remembered? I always think about what people remembered about my dad when my dad passed. Was, it was never about what he did in his life. It was about how he made people feel, how he supported his community. Mm-hmm. And that's really what your legacy is. That's, that's what you leave behind when you're not there. And so we think about that a lot. Yeah, you know, the people you help, the people you teach. And that's, that's, that's a legacy that you pass on and that makes everyone feel great. Well, I enjoyed interviewing mm-hmm. you guys. And learning more about your story and, of course, Feliz Mater and Rancho mm-hmm. Diaz. But be sure to let the listeners know, where can they find you? Address, where can they find you? Social media. Mm-hmm. Where okay. can they find your stores and your items and your pieces of art? Well, Feliz Modern is at 110 West almost. And that's uh, FelizModern.com online. And that's, that online store is really large. Yeah. And then Rancho Diaz is 303 Pearl Parkway. And the website is ranchodias.com, also shoppable online. But really, the, where we're the most active is on Instagram. Yeah. And so for Rancho Diaz, it's rancho.diaz. And for Feliz Modern, it's Feliz Modern, all one word. Well, again, guys, I appreciate it. I appreciate the hospitality here. Love the office, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I know the listeners won't get to see it, but I, yeah. I think this is like awesome. It's so serene. In Thank here. you. I, <laughs> I gotta bring some calm to the case. Yeah. <laughs> it's been I, great talking to you. I yeah. love that, and I appreciate you guys, and I wish you. you all the best and all the success in the future. Thank, Thank you. you. That's going to wrap up my interview with Ginger and Mario Diaz. I'm really glad I was able to speak with both of them. It was even better that we got to do it in one of their offices there at Felice Modern Pop location at the Pearl. You know, I was able to grab a cup of coffee before from local, which is across the way, if you know where Felice Modern Pop is, or just simply know where local is there at the Pearl. Um, I was able to do that before the recording and then took my laptop over to the Hotel Emma lobby to get some work done. Actually, I had a client meeting. I was able to do that there. So it was really cool. I rarely work anywhere else aside from at home, uh, but getting to work at the Pearl is such a great experience. I've only done it a couple other times and I've loved it every single time. And one of the big reasons I love Felice Modern is because of how they integrate the Hispanic and even Tex-Mex culture into the products like shirts and stickers, home goods, cards, things like that. You know, it's so cool to see things like the Serape or Loteria cards, or even something as simple as just flour tortillas being put on a t-shirt or coasters for your coffee table. You know, seeing those things being used as references for other cool items. There are so many other items, which I encourage you to check out on their online store if you can't make it in-store, that really encapsulate the culture here in San Antonio which is great for those of us who grew up around all those references, but it's even better that because of their popularity, they're introducing our culture to people who may not really understand the reference, but think the items are cool or just beautiful regardless. You may never have owned or knew what a sarape is, but you may think it's just beautiful just looking at it on its own. You may never have played Loteria before, but seeing something like Millennial Loteria or Pandemic Loteria may appeal to you because it's kind of funny and you get the reference. In my opinion, it's just a great way to introduce the Hispanic, Tex-Mex, and San Antonian culture to those who are new to it or at least unfamiliar. 
But with that said, that is going to wrap up another great episode of Searching for San Antonio. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred listening platform. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I ask one more thing. I please ask that you leave a rate and review if you haven't already. I would really appreciate that. If you want to keep up with the show and our other great talk show, SA Talk, please give a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can do so at sapodnetwork.com. If you have questions about advertising or partnering with the podcast, please reach out to me at Zachary, that's Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y, at sapodnetwork.com. If you're a listener and you want to support the show, you love the content, you want to support us, please visit the link in bio on any social media platform and click the support monthly button. Again, I would really appreciate that. Thanks again for listening to the podcast and Viva San Antonio.